0: Hello, you're listening to Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR Radio Fitzroy, Victoria, on the lands of the Wurundjeri, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters, we bring you environment and social justice stories. I'm Kerry Lee Harding. Hello, and welcome to Earth Matters. This week on the program, we welcome you to Saving the Murray Darling, Part 1 as we meet some of the people behind some of the environmental campaigns around the Saving the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, which is a seven-year and $15 million plan covering areas across more than 1 million kilometres across South East Australia. And the Murray-Darling Basin provides essential water for urban and rural use, such as drinking water, and also the waters provide agricultural use, recreation and industrial use across some parts of New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia. The Victorian Water Minister Lisa Neville is not happy with the Senate and has come out in a statement saying the Senate has decided to put the delivery of the Basin Plan at risk and it is a slap in the face to communities and a slap in the face to the environment. So where to now for the Murray-Darling Basin Plan since the disallowance motion passed in May this year? It's good news, but is it good news for the future of the Murray-Darling Basin Plan? New South Wales and Victoria have both not been happy with the outcome of the recent Senate vote and it will be interesting to watch how this complex issue is played out by the ministers from both state governments. Coming up in this program, we take a look at this issue today with Dr. Jackie Kelly from the Friends of Naya Vinifera Forest. And in this program, you'll hear how one woman, along with many other dedicated people from across the country, are all wanting to see the same positive outcome in the future. Healthy Rivers.
1: My name's Jackie Kelly, and I was born in Swan Hill. Um, so I grew up there and have lived there for quite a bit of my life. Um, When I went back there, I became a local government councillor and served in a lot of community groups, uh, land care and environmental groups. And in 1996, I was part of setting up a group called the Friends of Niobanifra Forest, and our group um, has worked for the Improvement and, and protection of the Nye and Ifra Forest, which is a river red gum and black box um, forest with lovely wetlands and billabongs and creeks uh, just north of Swan Hill, about 20 minutes' drive from Swanhill. Hill.
0: Can you just give us some history on the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, please, Jackie?
1: Well, the Murray-Darling Basin Plan is a really important um, part of the government. It came out of the... Water Act 2007. So it was developed in response to declining environmental health across the basin, Um, and the plan was developed over several years in a lot of um, consultation across all communities. And the rivers of the Murray-Darling Basin go right up to Queensland, all the way down to uh, you know the middle of Victoria. Um, western, far western New South Wales And so it's a very, very large catchment The Murray and the Darling are the main rivers But there's hundreds of other rivers of um, The most significant ones are probably the Goulburn, the Murrumbidgee um, My favourite is the Warcool, which is just near Swan Hill so, um, But they're magnificent and they are the lifeblood of our, our inland And people... Um, People love them, the people that live there love them and need them to be healthy, and also people that visit there, so they're a big part of tourism. But the plan um, was made um, to ensure sustainable use of the basin water resources because after the big drought um, of the early 2000s, um, the, the basin was deteriorating, so the declining environmental health meant that it was a crisis, and the governments came together to, um, to make a plan with the states involved um, because water reform is, is necessary. Uh, a big change happened in water management. What happened was water used to be attached to land. You owned water licences if you owned land. But then they changed that to mean that the water was separate to the land so water could be traded. So that's really the fundamental problem was that what that meant was because people didn't used to use all their water so it just used to sit in the river and that meant more water for the river once you could trade water just say someone had 20 megalitres or whatever they say well i only used 10 so i'm going to trade those other 10 that other 10 used to just sit in the river and and uh what they call sleeper water but now that every skerrick that is allocated is is used and that means the river is has less and less in it and it's it's killing the river, really. So this plan negotiated an amount to be given back, to be purchased back out of those allocations, um, and that that level is what is crucial here and what the what the the argument is about, really, because there was a negotiated figure, and that's now trying to be chipped away at and, and lessened. And what people like me and other environmentalists and people who care about the river are worried about is that that is just too little. And it's like giving, you know, just say someone, a human person needs a certain amount of blood and we say, well, they probably need this much blood, but we only give them a little bit and we'll see how they go. You can't do that with a river and and an, an ecosystem and wetlands. What we'll start getting is what's already happening, which is tree death, canopy death, ecosystem collapse, bird and fish stop breeding. We get things going extinct. We get a whole cascade of things that we just do not want. And we're already seeing it happen. Climate change. So the impact of climate change is also having an impact. So we had a triple whammy. We had drought. We had climate change and we had over allocation um, of water.
0: I'm wondering, how is the allocation of water policed in this state?
1: Well, in Victoria, um, the stakeholders are water authorities, such as Goulber Murray Water or Lower Murray Water. So, yeah, the water authorities are delegated to do that, that job. And, you know, other stakeholders have the same thing. So there's... Um, the government set up something called the Environmental Victorian Environmental Water Holder who manages the... Water that is allocated for the environment, but for businesses, for irrigators, and stock and domestic, um, it's water authorities. So the pro- one of the problems is that, you know, are we looking at land and water management holistically? And that's that's really the key problem with with um, environmental management is you know we've got one one authority that does this and another authority authority that does this. So in regards to um, the landscape uh, in the Murray-Darling Basin, you've got local governments, then you've got water authorities, then you've got state planning authorities, then you've got CMAs, catchment management authorities, then you've got Parks Victoria. So you've got all these different um, government authorities. Are they working together? Are they talking? Um, and who's overseeing it as a whole? Because it is a whole. It's It's not you know, a whole lot of different parts. That's our issue with um, the way that Daniel Andrews is running the show at the moment. He separated water, so we've got a water minister and we've got an environment minister. Often those are the same, you know, one minister will be the minister for water and the environment. So for some reason he separated them. Lisa Neville is the water minister. She's also police and we think she's too busy. We think she doesn't have time to do water properly. Um, and then you've got Lily D'Ambrosio, Minister for the Environment, and we feel that she's being too silent on this issue with the Murray-Darling Basin and the water for the environment because these wetland forests, red gum and black box forests along the Murray River, like Hadda and Barmer, they're national parks, they're our icons, they're our, they're our uh, imp- most important ecological areas, and she's not saying much about them. If they don't get water they're gone. They will continue to deteriorate and die. And we don't think that separating Water Minister from the Environment Minister makes sense. And we feel that that's one of the problems here.
0: And I understand that lovers of the Murray and Darling Rivers gathered at the Victorian Parliament on the 7th of March to call on Premier Andrews and the Water Minister to save the Murray-Darling Basin Plan. What happened on this day?
1: Well, it was a snap action. We only had a little bit of time because we wanted to do it in response to Minister Neville's stance. In the Senate um, in February, there was a vote to do with a disallowance motion, which was uh, Sarah Hansen-Young from the Greens put forward this disallowance motion to say that the Murray-Darling Basin um, Authority, which split into northern basin southern basin okay so the northern basin um they wanted to say well we want to not give back 70 gigalitres and so this um disallowance motion was to say well you know that that can't happen we you have that that 70 gigalitres has to be given back to the environment and it was a pretty um important vote and um i'll talk a bit later about the vote for the Southern Basin that's coming up on May the 8th. But after that vote, where Sarah Hansen-Young in, from the Greens um, moved the motion, and then it was supported by federal Labor, so Tony Burke and Penny Wong and the other Labor senators. It was supported by Corey Bernardi. It was supported by um, Darren Hinch, and it was supported by Nick Xenophon's um, party. So it um, passed, the disallowance motion passed, which meant that 70 gigalitres has to be given back to the environment. It was wonderful.
0: We should not be rewarding bad behaviour. Big corporate irrigators been ripping off the river, ripping off the taxpayer, and all this regulation does is rewards them.
1: It was Labor that delivered the Murray-Darling Basin Plan in government, and it is Labor that will fight today to save that plan. The whole plan... The entire plan for all Australians. I am absolutely proud of what South Australians have done in managing a scarce and precious resource. And we are being let down by what is happening upstream. Generally, um, similar, similar issues all along the river, but the further you get from, say, the mountains, uh, the worse off it is. There's been emergency measures happening all along the river since the big drought. Um, so there's been environmental pumping of water, Um, regulators put in along the river, so especially Barmer and Hatter now get good uh, environmental watering. So even without a flood, um, they are getting regular flooding, which is great. The CMAs are doing a great job. Um, Mallee Catchment Management, Goulburn Broken and the Central Murray CMAs are doing a great job. Um, But you can see tree deaths. You can see... um, And the scientists who are doing the research are saying that fish are not breeding as much. Um, You know, water birds were in decline. All those indicators are coming out of of the research. Um, You've got people like Richard Kingsford, who's a well-known river ecologist, speaking out for places like the Macquarie Marshes, where, you know, really the ecosystem is collapsing. And that's what the plan was for. The plan was for making sure that Um, water was recovered and that high-level overarching objectives for health of the basin were put in place to protect and restore water-dependent ecosystems, to protect and restore ecosystem functions of water-dependent species, to ensure that water-dependent ecosystems are resilient to climate change and to ensure that watering was coordinated. So the departments that are involved are trying to do their best, but what has to be acknowledged here is that many of those people who work in the CMAs and work in Parks Victoria, they can't speak out against what Lisa Neville's doing. So it's only independent people like me from community groups um, who, ha- who, who aren't um, paid by the state who can speak out, like the uh, Wentworth Group of Concerned Scientists, out a really important document in um, December 2017 which was called um, a review of water reform and and they that's a fantastic document I, I um, advise everyone to have a read of it and what, what they are saying is that, um, that it's not fast enough it's being stalled, water reform is being stalled um, Lisa Neville has put forward all these projects called sustainable diversion limit projects.
0: What are they, they exactly? What does that mean in English?
1: <laughs> it means in English we're going to build levy banks and, and regulators, which is like a an irrigation, um, you know, something that is made of concrete and steel and you lift it up mm. and you um, open it and close it, um, you know, it's mm. as basic as that. It's like playing in a sandpit you know, when you're a kid okay. and you've got the hose and you try to make water go a certain way. It's building things. It's infrastructure. works. They call it works and measures. They'll be expensive works and measures, but what Lisa Neville is saying, that we can reduce the amount of water recovered to, you know, we want, rather than the 3,200 gigalitres that was, that was um, the compromise that was agreed to, she's saying that it can come right down to 2,100 gigalitres because she can build all these works and measures, what we call regulators with levy banks in the um, red gum forests, and that will mean that they can water the forests. It's like an emergency measure, but rather than needing those emergency measures, we think they just have to cut back on the extractive use. So... Um, cut back on so many irrigation licenses because what they're doing in New South Wales is and, and Queensland, they're, they're growing cotton in an arid arid, arid place they're growing cotton, a highly water um, dependent crop um, you know like you've really got to question why we're growing cotton in that arid area with limited water resources so we think there needs to be a real rethink of what's going on, an audit of all the money that's spent millions of dollars has have been spent to buy back water, and yet we're not seeing the outcomes. South Australia's running a royal commission, and we think there probably needs to be a federal royal commission with powers um, of a federal royal commission to really investigate what has gone on here.
0: You're listening to Earth Matters and broadcast on the Community Radio Network with me, Kerry lee Harding. And today I'm joined by guest Dr. Jackie Kelly from Friends of Naya, Vinifera Forest. And today on Earth Matters, we're taking a look at the recent changes to the Murray-Darling Basin Plan. And today you've been listening to Saving the Murray Darling, Part 1. It must be very frustrating for you as an environmentalist. Well, the reason that a lot of
1: us are getting involved again is because um, 20 years ago we all got involved in protecting the red gum forest along the river, the wetlands, and, and the magnificent um, asset that these um, floodplain forests of the Murray Darling are. Um, we were all involved in that campaign to create new national parks and reserves along the river and stop all the threats that were happening to them. Eight years ago, those parks were created by the by the Victorian Labor government. Um, Minister Jennings came up to Barmer Forest and, um, and Swan Hill to the Ny- Nyavonifra Forest and... Uh, We celebrated that long campaign to protect the forest. John Williamson, the singer, he's he's written a song called Pigs on the River. The river is the lifeblood for communities as basic as not having clean water. If you Imagine if it's 44 degrees and you can't go for a swim.
0: Which brings us to being a human rights issue in these areas.
1: Well, it is. And that's why um, we protested at Parliament, because we felt that the people of Melbourne and the people of Victoria have to um, unite and speak up in solidarity with the people of Darling River. And also um, they had protested on the steps of the New South Wales Parliament. And they're also doing protesting in Wentworth up near Mildura. They're protesting in Wilcannia in Broken Hill Um, and they're calling out for help really. They want people to go up there and see. Um, But you know if we couldn't go up there we we at least could could do it here. I I appeal to everybody to call Lisa Neville's office, to call the office of Daniel Andrews, to email them and to put uh, pen to paper in some way, these ministers have to know and the Premier must know what we feel as Victorians. We do not feel that it's okay to jeopardise and risk the health of our river, um, to disrespect traditional owners and their cultural landscape and right to uh, water and to also jeopardise all Victorians because farmers know a unhealthy river, a dying river, will jeopardise their farms. If salinity levels in the river are high, um, you know, blue-green algae, you can't let your stock drink it. So a, a dead river, a unhealthy river, jeopardises all Victorians. So it's not, a, it's not just an environmental issue. When the Murray-Darling Basin Plan was being developed, they did this big consultation process called the Living Murray, and there were meetings all along the river. And at most of them all of them probably farmers said we want a healthy river there was no farmers that said we don't want a healthy river so it's not just this polarity between you know irrigation versus environmentalists that's just crap it's crap that the national party serves out for their own political gain but it's not true i mean my family are farmers too um We all want a healthy river and a healthy environment.
0: You mentioned uh, there before about campaigning uh, the local minister. Is there anything else we can do as uh, residents uh, to ensure the health of the river? Mm.
1: Absolutely. We can uh, get involved in one of the campaigns. So um, Environment Victoria, you can Google Environment Victoria. They've got ways to, um, on their website, you can um, sign petitions. There's a petition about the Darling River, Save the Darling River. There's also a petition um, on um, saving the Murray-Darling Basin Plan. You can join campaigns like what Friends of the Earth run, which is called River Country. Um, You know, if you can't get involved yourself, you might want to donate to one of these campaigns because, as I said, it's these environmental groups um, that are having to speak out when, you know, a lot of other people can't speak out because of, you know, that they might jeopardise their job or they... Um, So join an environment group, support an environment group. They will guide you on what needs to be done. So in the Senate on May the 8th, there's another um, motion being put forward by Sarah Hansen-Young. It's the disallowance motion for the Southern Basin, and it is regarding 605 gigalitres that they want to reduce um, going back to the river. So that disallowance motion is really important. Hopefully all the senators who voted for the Northern Basin one in February will vote the same way, but they may not. So we want people ringing the senators. Ring your, ring your senators, ring Aaron Hinch, ring all the senators, especially Labor and the independents, um, to support Sarah Hansen-Young's motion to disallow um, the amendment that's trying to get uh, done for the um, Southern Basin really important may the 8th ring them before may the 8th you've been
0: listening to earth matters and broadcast on the community radio network with me kerry Leigh harding and today on the program you've been listening to saving the murray darling part one and i've been joined by dr jackie kelly just one of the many people who dedicate their time and are committed to better environmental outcomes for the health of our rivers and wetlands And today we're yarning on the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, the politics and how community from all over are passionate about saving the Murray-Darling Rivers and the wetlands. The song featured in this program, Pigs on the River, by John Williamson. Earth Matters is produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy, Victoria, on the lands of the Wurundjeri, and is broadcast nationally on community radio stations across the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Federation for their generous financial support. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, Earth Matters 3CR Radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at Radio. If you'd like to listen or share this or previous editions of the program, you can find all our podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters. Well, that's all for today. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to the program and thanks for your company again this week. And the Earth Matters team will be back again next week with more deadly green social justice news from all over this awesome planet. I'm Kerry lee Harding. I'll see you next time.